Hey everybody, welcome back to Back to Basic. I'm Danielle, and joining me for this week is um, everyone's favorite of my boyfriends, Noah, uh, because um, I'm very overwhelmed right now, which I've talked a lot about. I talked about it last week, but the reason I'm overwhelmed this week is because I'm dealing with unexpected, uh, what would you say, adulting? That's no. I don't know if it's technical adulting. difficulties. No, yeah, it's it's technology is great until it fails. Right. So I'm dealing with technical difficulties. Yes. In my life, and I'm like, I don't want to deal You're with it. So overwhelming this with yourself. It's not that big of a deal. It's so annoying because I have to drop this money on this. This is why I. Well, that's the annoying part. I yes. have to drop money on this, and I just like don't want to, but yes. I've been putting it off. Basically, but my you've laptop. To. Okay, basically, Your just laptop my through. laptop is like on its very last leg, and it's been telling me that it's on its last leg for a few months. But I've been trying to ignore it because I've been able to get it to work. And then today, it basically gave me an alert that said, "Like we can't repair this anymore." And I use my laptop for everything. I use it for. My day job, I use it for radio, I use it obviously for this podcast that you're hearing, and many of the other things that I would like and want to do, and also, you know, online shopping. But, so I need to fix it. And so my brother, Paul, who's been on this podcast as well, he is an IT guy, so he's trying to figure out a way for it to at least remain functional, but I still will need to drop money on a laptop for myself, because... I just can't risk That's losing everything. So this literally all just went down within the last like few minutes. So I am really overwhelmed. Noah is here. And so um, he's usually the person that I rant to. So I figured that he can sit next to me and help me uh, get through this section. You see, the joy is actually that I would be getting this anyway, but this is a true authentic moment for the back to basic audience to what? get well because it, this like just happened it did just happen so you're like still carrying the stress over into this so i get this all the time and now everyone can hear and how now, i react right. yes well but this is also a toned down edition well yeah because usually it's me yelling at noah him yelling back telling me not to care and then like me crying about it wow we sound horrible i know <laughs> I mean, it's fine. We're in a stable relationship. But, um... (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So this actually goes along with what I wanted to talk about this week. Because after last week's post, um, or, like, podcast, obviously, I was, like, a little overwhelmed and a little, um... What would you say? Overthinky? Was I overthinky? For sure. And I tend to overthink a lot, and it's for many reasons. Um, some would say, as Noah would say, I'm too nice sometimes, and I care too much about what other people think, which I really trace back to in fifth grade when it was at my fifth grade graduation, and we were all on stage, and they were doing, like, awards for the fifth graders uh, that were voted on by, like, all the teachers and faculty, staff, all that stuff. And, of course, they don't tell you if you're going to win or anything like that, right? So I had no idea that this was going to happen. But towards the end of the award ceremony, they had announced this award that was in honor of this man who died. And it was for the student who is consistently caring and considerate towards others. And my name's on the plaque, 2002. So this is almost 20 years ago. Oh, my God. It's almost 20 years ago. Um, So I trace back 
me being too nice to that because I got an award for it uh, at 10 years old. And I was described as the student who would stop in the playground to help someone who fell during recess. I'm trying to get her to just keep going. Forget about the student that fell. Just keep yeah. going. Like in a nice way. So also yeah, that's fun a little fact. too harsh because I fact. do care in that regard. But it's Okay, just but like, like fun fact. Do you know that I was broken up with once because I was too nice? Would you break up with me because I'm too nice? No. Uh-oh. No, five years later, but it annoys the hell out of me sometimes. Okay, so Is anyway, yes. <laughs> Bringing it back. Um, I, so because of all that, I like overthink a lot of things and I overthink things that I do. And obviously, since I was posting a new episode and trying out something different, I was going to be more insecure about it. So then after I posted it, I was like being very overthinky and Noah and I had like an hour and a half long conversation about it. So I just thought that's, that's pretty, we did. It was an hour and a half conversation. I, I thought that that is uh, pretty relatable, first of all, because I know many people who do it. I do it sometimes excessively and I'm really trying not to do it excessively. And I think it's important to remember that like, or what did you say last week when you were talking me um, off of the cliff? I said a lot of things in an hour and a half. Basically that it's, well, I think this also goes back to my like whole perfectionism thing. Like wanting to make sure that everything I'm doing is like so good and perfect, but that's not realistic and that's not life. And even as Noah was saying, some of the stuff that he, some of the podcasts that you listen to are always changing and evolving and they never get it perfect. Even some of the big guys never get it perfect. And so he was like, you need to just like do it, like keep going. What? Oh, this is what you did. You told me to be like Tom Brady. I did. Why? Because he, he, his favorite championship is oh, always one. the one that comes next. Right. AKA he doesn't overthink what just happened. Correct, right? Like he yeah. doesn't overthink the past season or the mistakes he's made or what happened. He's thinking to the next thing. Well, yeah, it's like anything, right? And it all comes down. And this is why I say life is very related. This could be my basic moment of the week, if you will. Well, it's not really a moment of mine, right? But it's just like, I guess if you're, you want to talk about this, it's a very basic mindset, if you will. And it just goes to process. It's not a matter of the end result per se. It's about the process at which you go about your business. If you're going about your business the right way, you could have a positive result or a negative result. But as long as you go about it the right way, in the end, after a period of time of consistency, you should get the result you're looking for. That's whatever it may be, right? Like whether it be working out or... You know, I, I say like, you know, again, just being a part of, if you will, like a team, right? Like you're not going, it's, you're not able to win every day. It's just not possible, right? You're, you're bound to lose, right? So that's why I say it's like sports. You're, you're bound to lose games. But if you go about your business the right way and here with this or whatever it may be, you're going to be fine. What prompted this being your basic of the week? Well, you mentioned like Tom Brady. That's Tom what prompted Brady? it. Well, I, I might have just listened to a webinar uh, last week. I guess my basic things is that I'm trying to edumacate myself on things, right? Like I just subscribed recently to the Wall Street Journal so I could edumacate myself. Yeah, so of course, somehow Noah ties it into sports. Which shouldn't be a shock. That's fair, except that every conversation we have either ties back to sports or stocks. 
That's been everything. Even with the whole overwhelming and overthinking conversation that we're having now, I'm sure he could find a way to tie like finance and the stock market into it as well. Could you find a way to tie in the t- stock market? Well, if you really want just me to. Just don't go on a ranty rant. I won't. It's just like when you buy a stock, right? Like if, you, if it goes up or if it goes down right away, right? It's the same thing. It's about the end result. It's not about you just go about it the right way. Everything will work out. But what if there's no thing. end result necessarily? What like for this mean? podcast, like it's not like I'm saying, okay, like in X amount of months, it's done. So we're trying right, but, to get to an end result. But that, but okay, so end result meaning goal, right? Like you have a goal. Okay, so right? more so like, like with being stocks focused or on sports, whatever bigger it may picture. be. Bigger yeah. picture, and they don't have to be massive goals. Like make them attainable goals, reasonable okay. goals. That yeah. way they're achievable, and that way you feel good about yourself. And okay. then you, not just you, but I'm yeah. saying it is one. Yeah, I mean, who knew that stocks and sports could be so inspirational? But like, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. For me, even though I understand it, it's not necessarily, and this is why Noah and I have hour and a half long conversations about it, mm. because sometimes that does not get through my head. Like, you need to say it in the sense of like, how about Legally Blonde? Okay. When she was seen as this blonde bimbo, right? she didn't overthink it, and she just went for what she wanted, and then she proved everyone wrong. That's a good one. Sounds a lot like the art of not giving a fuck. And, well, that's the other thing, right? Well, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, how how inspirational do you want me to be? I don't know. Are you turning into, like, well, Gary no, Vee here? No. Well, it's because... What's, is that his real name? Gary... Gary Vaynerchuk. That's it. No, he's well, very inspirational, and but, he's all about not overthinking everything. No, I'm just... I, I mean, but, like, with Legally Blonde, right, or anything else, right? Or even, you know, again, we could go back to sports and looking at the standings, right? Like, you control what you can control. Right. So, and that case l woods controlled what she could which was study hard and tried to do well and, and then as long as you murder charges right as long as you tune out the, world. the stuff that doesn't necessarily matter yeah you know and that's with anything right if you tune out what doesn't matter and you just i'm yoga going now right like this yeah is, this so is he's my, not only yeah. sports guy he's like namaste it depends on the day yeah sometimes he's namaste in bed because he doesn't, he doesn't get out of bed. That's true. That was good. It was. Yeah. So I mean, th- but this that's is... the same thing, though, right? Like she she had a goal, right? Right. And then which, she went for it and didn't and it, care what and others And there's thought. obviously right. And there's a series of goals, obviously, that told the ultimate story of you know the first legally blonde, right? But like, well, we're talking about know, first legally blonde here. Well, we're the, not talking about red, right, white, no, and no, blonde. No, no, no. But that's just, that's what it is, right? Like, okay, so the first thing was, hey, like, yo, Warner. I want to be with you. Okay, well, what does Warner want? Okay, do I want that? Yeah, I guess so. I'll go ahead and try to do that because that's what Warner wants. Then how do you get there, right? Oh, I need to go ahead and study so I could go ahead and then go ahead, you know, get yeah. into school. Then I got into Harvard. Then not only did she have to go ahead and do that, but she had to prove herself there too. Yeah. But as long as you tune out the bullshit. Well, I also would say it in this way where when she was in law school, A, she was smart enough to, as we've talked about before on this podcast, be in the room. She got into law school. Well, that's important. In the beginning of the movie, she was herself. She was being made fun of. Then she turned, quote unquote, serious, wearing not pink, Correct. not being herself. Right. That, and then in the end, she fully embraced who she was and she ended up winning the case because she didn't overthink who she was and how she approached things. That was more my point. Not necessarily the Khloe Kardashian of it all, but I understand why you said what you did. Uh, so yeah, basically... <laughs> No pun intended. I overthink things and it's something I'm really working on. And my basic of the week is that I started listening to books again, Audible. Um, Not sponsored, but I know that's usually a thing on podcasts. But um, 
I really want to start reading again. I used to be obsessive about reading and and that world. And obviously, you know, not to feed into Noah's social media hatred, but social media takes over, the internet takes over, <gasps> all Get these things. So I just started, and by just, I mean like I just downloaded it again. Um, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, A Counterintuitive Approach to Living a Good Life by Mark Manson. It's a short book. I think the whole thing on Audible is just like a few hours long. So it's a good book to listen to like on a walk or something like that Um, because I'm really trying to not care as much and to not overthink as much. And so when I post like a podcast or a social media thing, which I'm trying to be better at doing for this podcast, I don't want to overthink it. I just want to be like, this is good. Like I'm I did my best here and that is all that matters. So hell yeah. That's it. Right. I want to be like... The goal light is going on. You know, now it's a goal. What's the goal light? The red light. Like for what? Hockey? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We went from like Tom Brady to Khloe Kardashian to hockey. This is what I deal with every single day, throwing some Reese's and you've got Noah. But this is why I wanted Noah to come join me because (laughs) the computer situation is overwhelming me. So throw that on top of me overthinking, uh, posting this episode. And there you go. That's my basic of the week. And the basic quote of the week totally ties into all of this. It is on Instagram. I posted it on the Instagram at Back to Basic Podcast. It is from the account V.Lamare, L-A-M-A-R-E. And it is a simple quote that says, nothing in the world can bother you as much as your own mind. Just like you are your own worst critic, you are the only one who's going to look in the mirror and notice that zit or whatever it may be. No one else looks at you as you much as you look at you. just say blemish, right? That works. Blemish. Blemish, zit is the same thing. No, but like a blemish could be like a blemish on your record or on your oh. resume. So I was just using oh, that. A more yeah, universal Yeah, we always word. judge ourselves more. Um, I always overthink everything I do, every conversation I have. And I'm really trying to work on not doing that and being okay with just letting it What do you always say? Let it fly. Let it fly. Let it fly. So stay tuned for next week when I tell you how well my uh, not overthinking has gone this week. Noah can always attest to how well because he'll probably hear it firsthand. (laughs) Thanks for joining me, Noah. Anytime. In the intro. Yeah, I know anytime because soon you're going to be living with me. So this is going to be happening a lot more. So you're going to hear a lot more of Noah, but don't get it twisted. He's not my co-host. He's just like my sidekick. Just a co-pilot in life. Wow. So the basic conversation I have coming up for you next is with Tina of Wardrobe Envy, uh, Fashion Fridays with Tina, and Styled by Tina. I met her through Friend of the Podcast, Simply by Simone. She is a local blogger, stylist to the Westchester County, Fairfield County area. She has been in the industry for many, many years. She's also a media maven. She's on air. She's releasing a podcast. She's blogging. She's doing all of the things. Her and I talk all about how her career started, how she opened up doors for herself that did not exist, how she pivoted when the world changed, and how you can make fashion fun at every age, and to not overthink what you wear based on what social media says or what the trends say. So all that being said, I hope that you are ready to get back to basic with Tina. Tina, thank you so much for joining me on Back to Basic. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So you and I actually have something in common. We have been on the same radio station. 
Yes, yes, we have. And it's funny how we met. I don't know if you want to get into that now, but yeah, because we didn't meet. We didn't meet at the station. Nope. <laughs> Which is crazy because we both were there. I was there when you were there, and you're still there. Yes, I am. So we basically met through a mutual friend. I had asked this our mutual friend to set up a meeting with you because I am about to launch a podcast yep. in addition to my radio show. And I had, I knew this friend that we have in common talked about you before and said that you had a show and you have a podcast. So I wanted to get some tips and your input about launching it and how to go about doing that. So we, we met and had a fabulous lunch at Bloomingdale's. Yes, we did. And actually our mutual <laughs> friend is friend of the podcast, Simone, simply by Simone. You know, I love that Simone connects people because now here we are, we're getting back to basics. Exactly. It's yeah, perfect. exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So Tina has a radio show on WGCH, which is a local radio station in Greenwich, Connecticut. You have a show Fashion Fridays with Tina. Um, I worked at WGCH as a producer and then I had my own show, The Danielle Costa Show, which is very original in the name, I know. But we never crossed paths, which is so crazy because I was there for many years and you still do it. And so I really want you to talk a little bit about yourself right now because I know that's not the only thing you do and I don't want to do all the blabbering. So Tina, please tell us who you are and what you do. Okay, so I'm a stylist. That's all I've ever done since college. Um, so I've been doing it without giving away my age, 20 <laughs> something years, let's just say. Um, I've always worked in fashion somewhere around, actually, I don't even know exactly when it started, but I was working for a company styling. Um, and then, you know, I had a couple different jobs doing that. And while I was doing that, this is again, years ago, back in my twenties, I started doing little freelance projects on the sides. And I would always be the point person for all of my friends to say, can you dress me? Can you dress my mom? Can you dress my sister? Oh, we've got a wedding to go to. Can you style us? Um, can you come look at our closet? Can we do an overhaul? So little by little, I had all these jobs. And um, one day, this is funny, this is kind of how it all started. So my company now is called Style by Tina. That's my mm -hmm. styling company, styling business. I was at work and working for someone else. Um, I'll tell you Nordstrom. So I worked okay. for Nordstrom. And I was at work as a stylist, a women's stylist. So on the side, I would get little gigs like um, editorial styling. So styling models for photo shoots, et cetera. Okay. And one day I was at work and a phone call came in for my manager. My manager wasn't there. So I took the call and it was a woman saying, hey, I'm looking for a stylist that could style my daughter's bar mitzvah to do sort of the party. And I was like, well, do you mean a party planner? And she said, well, my daughter's really into fashion and and I want the entire theme to be fashion. She said, could I leave a message with someone? Is there someone that can do that? And I said, I can do it. <laughs> nice. Okay. And I had never done anything like that before, but I mean, I knew could style anyone. So I'm like, you know, I've done fashion shows. I've done professional models. I've done mannequins. I've done real people, fake people. Everything right. Exactly. I, I could do this, you know? Yeah. So that was probably my first really big gig that okay. was paid. And then after that, I was like, okay, I need to get serious. So I had these little business cards made up. I think I still have one somewhere, um, you know, just like crappy paper, you know, yep. nothing like, like regular stock paper that had a little mannequin form on it. And, you know, said my name and my cell phone. That's it. That's what I had just this little, I didn't have a website, obviously no social media. So yeah. my, my little card that I could give out. And that's where style by Tina started. Um, from there, I eventually left Nordstrom and really launched 
fully styled by Tina, then really started to focus on personal styling and developing a client base in where I am now. By the way, that was all in the Philadelphia area, all that that story. I then in the meantime, moved to Westchester and then eventually moved to Connecticut. And so now that's where my client base is mainly in Connecticut and New York and West, you know, Westchester County. And so that's how Style by Tina was born. Yeah, that is um, the story. And uh, yeah, it's an incredible (laughs) story. I, I love I took two things from that. I took that you made your own opportunity, which I think is like, so important. And I'm hearing so many stories and success stories and beginning of success stories where there is not a door and you have to make a door. And you literally did that by cre- like taking on this opportunity and saying, I'm going to pull this whole thing off. And you just like launched your whole business that way, which is so cool. And I think everyone can really learn from that because a lot of the times you're afraid to ask for something. So you just need to do it. Don't be afraid to do it or ask. Um, and the other thing is you had business cards, no internet, no social media, no website, no email. <laughs> So how important was networking? Because you built your business from the ground up, literally using a business card and making connections. And so how important was and is networking for you in what you do and for building your brand? It was crucial. I mean, it was crucial. That's the way, especially back then, that's the way I was going to make it or not. Because two things. One, that's how I would meet people, connect, you know, word of mouth. I would get clients by referrals. And two, it's my reputation on the line. So my product is me. The service is me. You know, I'm selling myself. It's not like, you know, I'm a a landscaper and, you know, I come with the lawnmower and cut your lawn. It's me. So it's my reputation. Um, and therefore I have to make sure I have the connections with people in order to get more people and, uh, get referrals. So it was really, really crucial to network, but also to make sure each and every customer client relationship was sort of, um, very well taken care of, you know, and very, you know, even if it was a one-time client just came for one thing. Okay. I treated them the same than if it was someone that was kept coming back to me and we, we, you know, basically spent lots and lots of money with me. Um, you know, everybody was, was equal and I needed to treat them that way. Not that I wouldn't, but, um, you know, I, no job was too small. Definitely. It's like, you have to grind. You have to always say yes. I think, especially at the beginning of any career or any side hustle or anything like that. It's like always find the yes and always do it. And now we have wardrobe envy. Um, Can you explain a little bit about what that is and how that's an extension of your styling business? So Wardrobe Envy came about as first as a blog, and then it's it's also my social media handle. Um, but Wardrobe Envy started, so I started a blog, things are changing, and I realized that quickly. And I'm like, okay, I need to pivot. You know, I think it's important as the company gets bigger, but also as I get older, you know, I've learned to surround myself with people one, usually there are people that are smarter than me in certain aspects and in, in the fields that I, I don't know a lot. And one of them is definitely social media. So um, luckily, my husband is was once an English major once okay. upon a time. So he, he's extremely smart and um, very well spoken. And I was like, okay, well, he can help with the writing. So and I thought, I just need to document this stuff. And I thought, if nothing else, 
I want to make a, a platform, something where it's almost like a diary, but I'm sharing my experiences in, in the fashion world. And I'm showing not just here's what I'm wearing, but here's why I'm wearing it. Here's why it works. Here's what you can do to make it better or make it more casual or make it dressier, whatever. And so, and I also felt like it was just a good, the next layer to add on to my business. So I've got the styling business at this time. I was now I was on social media and I thought, okay, well, what's next? And I thought, oh, the blog is just, it's a nice little creative outlet. And, um, so that's how it started. And real quick, I'll tell you how the name came about. Yes. So I love name stories. Names are, I think really important. Um, I think you would agree. Yes. And, um, yeah. So I was like, okay, what is it going to be? I mean, like, you know, stressing, sweating. Oh my gosh. I was like sharing all of my ideas, every single name, somebody would go, no, no, no. It needs to almost be like a verb and, um, or or an adjective. And, and I was thinking about, I'm like, I was thinking wardrobe style wardrobe. And one day I was on the train going into the city And a woman walked by and I noticed her boots and that got me thinking. And I was like, you know, and like I was thinking, oh, I'm envious of the boots, you know, in a totally good way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not, not to confuse it. I know because envy, you know, that word can be tricky sometimes. Um, Envy, not jealous. Yes. So, um, I thought about it on the train and I thought, you know, you could be in line at Starbucks and someone in front of you has a great bag. You could be on the train and someone walks by you with fabulous boots. You could be at home on your couch and you're watching the Emmy Award red carpet and there's an actress in a beautiful gown. At some point, we all have wardrobe envy. That's kind of how the name got started. I love that. I I also really um, relate to taking back a name because you took back envy and you're saying this is a good thing. Like you like want to be like this person. You want to like dress like this person, whatever it might be. And, you know, same with for my podcast, like I took back the basic, like basic is seen as a bad thing. We make fun of it. Why? Why? What's wrong with basic? What's wrong with wardrobe envy? Like, what is wrong with that? So like, let's take back those names and own it. And I think that also really feeds into what you were saying before about how you are your brand. It's such an interesting thing. Um, I was at a a radio conference this weekend and they were talking about how, you know, for radio, for podcasting, for social media, it's the only kind of business where you are your brand. You are selling yourself, which sounds really wrong, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like you are the product. So especially for you, like your styling business, wardrobe envy, everything like that. Um, so I love that. And I love your story. And I think that a lot of people can learn from it as well, because you took this business, this opportunity, and you also adapted. And it's um, important to learn. And I love that you also said before that you surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, people that can teach you, people that can help you pivot. Like it is so important that we don't always view everyone as competition and that we view them as like we can help each other. Like you and I, we yeah. can help each other. Mutual friend Simone, like she's, I'm always asking questions or like learning from her and her networking and everything like that. Um, so I really love that. And I think it's important that you pivot in everything. Um, really quickly, tell us a little bit about Fashion Friday and um, your radio show. Okay, so Fashion Friday also was a little bit odd how it came about, but it's a good thing. Um, I was approached by someone that was at the radio station. She's no longer there um, to have a show. and. I was like, no, it's again, I immediately shut it down and thought that's not who I am. I'm not a radio host. I have no interest in radio. And I probably would sound ridiculous 
the more she said to me, you have to think about it differently. You know, you're not trying to be like Barbara Walters or like, you know, you're not a journalist interviewing someone. She said, because when you speak to me about your business, you light up and you really are the expert in your industry. And that's basically what your show would be about. You just have to talk about what you do. So then when I thought about it that way, I thought, oh, okay. Went on another person's talk show on 1490. And I thought, oh, this is pretty easy. Okay, I can do it. I mean, it's going to take some work, yeah. um, but I think I can do it. And so just tried something new, definitely out of my comfort zone, but um, speaking to people and trying to help people and teach people about you know fashion and all the ins and outs and ups and downs of the industry to me is fun. And, uh, you know, we've got a, enough serious stuff in the world to worry about, yep. you know, at the end of the day, I say it's, you know, it's, I had once had a boss that used to say at the end of the day, it's just lipstick and pantyhose. And I love that. Meaning, you know, like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's so true. It's it really fashion. Is. It should be fun. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I can maybe lighten the mood. And, you know, if I have one person relate or, or chuckle or, you know, yeah. whether they love something or hate something that I'm talking about, great. It evokes an emotion. But you also on your show, like you, like you said, you make fashion fun. And I know that you believe that fashion should be fun at any age. So can you just talk to me a little bit about that? Because I love fashion. I mean, obviously now, like with being home and stuff, it's a lot harder to just do anything. Like I will take any opportunity to like dress up because I have nowhere I'm going. So um, what do you mean by fashion should be fun at any age? Like, is that who you're working with, who you're styling? Like, what does that mean? And, and how do you like embrace that in your business? Well, I think it just means to number one, I mean, this is my own rule for myself, not to take yourself too seriously. Yeah. I think in, in general, in yes. life, you would agree. Um, but now when we're talking about clothing, I think you have to have a little bit of humor to it. Okay. There's going okay. to be moments where you're like, well, you know, I need to wear a suit to work or maybe you're a corporate attorney and you're in court and you're, you know, it's a very serious position you have. Okay. We're not injecting humor there. However, I think, you know, work in the, in the parameter you've got to work, make it your own somehow. So have fun with it. Don't take it too seriously. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, even if you're not in work currently working or in the workforce right now, everybody has a uniform. I say this, everybody, you have to think about what you wear the most. Okay. If you go pick up the kids at school, you run your errands, do the grocery shopping, you go work out at the gym, you're probably in, let me guess, Lululemon pants or some sort of like yoga pants. Okay, that's your that's your uniform. Okay, you know, in yeah. a sweatshirt or yeah. whatever. Everybody has a uniform of what they gravitate towards. My personal uniform tends to change, but that's probably because of what I do. Yeah. Um, and I think you just have to have fun with it at any age. And like I said, be open, be willing to change. And the most important thing, if you make a mistake, it's okay. It's not a big deal. It's just, you know, like if you look back and go, oh, what was I thinking? Which most of us do at some yeah, point. Of course. It's always. okay. It's yeah. not the end of the world. Um, next time, hire, hire me. No kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> you won't make that mistake. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, just kind of have fun with it. And it's not that serious. We've got lots and lots of other things to be serious about. Yeah. And have fun with it. It's clothing. Yeah. I gravitate towards people that don't take themselves too seriously and that find the fun in whatever it is. So I love that. Um, and I think that with fashion, especially it, there's so many options. There's so many trends. Um, as far as what's trending, I say that with air quotes, what's trending right now. Um, what are some things that you love and what are some things that you think are like just 
a no from you? Are there any trends that you say no to? Um, here's the thing on trends. And this is probably the number one question I get all the time. Is, I'm sure. What are they? What mm-hmm. are they? How do you feel about it? What do you like? What do you don't like? And here is my true, honest answer. Trends are, for me, of course, important to know because this is what I do. So yes, I love digging in you know, whether it's looking on the internet or if it's talking to a buyer or it's seeing a line sheet of what's coming into a store six months later, that's not for the general public to know that's, you know, sort of inside scoop um, and so on and so forth. Um, So of course I love knowing it and knowing what's coming as far as being in it once it's released and it's out and it's everywhere. Do I love it? I'm impartial, I think, because this is what I always tell my clients. Trends are basically fun stuff to know but don't live by it ever. So it basically just means um, accessibility. For example, if this season bell bottoms are super trendy and super hot, A, one, it's nothing new. We know this, but let's just say, okay, this spring, it's all about the bell bottom and you look fantastic in a bell bottom. Now you're going to see bell bottoms everywhere from high street. I'm not in England anymore. uh, (laughs) From, you know, H&M, Zara, all the way to Bergdorf. So designer all the way down to lower end it just becomes more accessible. So now you'll be able to get lots of bell bottoms. If you look terrible in bell bottoms and they're hot that season, don't buy them. It's just about what what works for you. If it happens to be trendy, great. You're going to have more accessibility. If it's not trendy, but you look good in it, stick with what you feel good in at the end of the day, regardless of the trend. So some people are like, oh, I hate trends. I ignore them. Okay, that's a personal opinion. It's like, you know, saying, well, I hate, I don't know, cilantro. <laughs> it's really personal choice. You don't have to love it. You don't have to pay attention to them. And you, on the other side, you definitely don't have to live by them. So, right. you know, I think it's good to know and good to it's conversation sometimes like, oh gosh, what do you think of the blah, 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 film yeah. blank or not. And again, it's about, it's really just about accessibility. I mean, I love, that's such a good way to look at trends, honestly, because a lot of times you see it all over social media and sometimes you're like, oh gosh, do I need to wear that? I mean, now there's this whole thing of how, um, if you like skinny jeans, you're old and that flares (laughs) and mom jeans and all that, that's better. And I saw it and I was like, I'm going to wear them anyway, because in a few years, who knows, right? Like, and trends, rotate, right? It's always like recycling. Like you said, bell bottoms, like that's obviously from, you know, decades ago. And we're seeing a lot of resurgence of the older trends and the vintage trends and Gen Z's pulling them up on TikTok, like that they just discovered, you know, Fleetwood Mac, but um, <laughs> yeah, so exactly. I, it's literally, they thought they discovered it. I was like, oh God, right. no. dreams. It's everywhere. Dreams. I'm like, this uh, yeah. song is older than all of us. Oh my gosh. I was included. like, did you not know who Fleetwood Mac is? Can we have right. a conversation? Um, go so I, ask your parents. <laughs> yeah. Go ask your parents or just like Google, like just Google it. Yeah. Um, so I love that that's a way to look at trends that it's, ex- it makes it accessible, but it doesn't mean that you have to wear it or like it or, or gravitate towards it. Um, I think that that's so cool that you get to help people find that confidence in themselves because, you know, obviously feel good, look good. It's like, it all ties together. Not that I'm saying like, if you, you know, you feel like you look like shit, you're a shitty person. It's not the same thing, but right. Style is an interesting tool to use for yourself and, and to express yourself. So I think that's great. Um, as far as social media, cause you are on social media a lot and we were just talking about seeing the trends on social. Do you feel any pressure on social media? Um, because you are, well, first, do you consider yourself an influencer? Is that something that you consider yourself? That's so funny because I was just asked this recently again, and I had to pause for a minute. And I, I guess the answer, short answer is yes. Okay. Um, even though I don't do that full time. Right. 
But yes, technically, yes, I've worked with, done lots of collaborations with brands and uh, currently I'm doing things with different brands, other uh, influencers. So yes, I guess okay. I am an influencer. It's just hard for me to give myself that label. Yeah. It's, you know, and, uh, but you know, my main hat that I put on is definitely stylist, stylist. but okay. yeah, influencer for sure. And, and what I'm putting out there certainly is hopefully in influencing people. Okay. So you, you're an influencer. I think that that's anyone who really has post things and wants to make an impact, I think can potentially be an influencer and, um, has the ability to influence us. Do you feel any pressure on social media to put out content, to look a certain way, to do certain things? I mean, social media is its own animal that I'm sure we could talk about another time as well, but, um, do you feel any pressure in that? I wouldn't say pressure. No, I would okay. say, um, yeah, I wouldn't say pressure. I would say I definitely have, um, you know, timelines and goals that I've given myself okay. and I definitely have to keep up. I don't look at it as pressure though, because I enjoy doing it. And I feel like pressure is usually it's, you know, kind of, a more of a negative connotation and, uh, not necessarily something you want to do. You know, you don't want to do yeah. something if you're pressured to True. do it. Um, and I'm definitely not pressured for, you know, to do social media, to be on social media. It's definitely fun. Um, but you know, it's, it's, there's a timeline. And like I said, there's, there's different goals and you got to get this up and post yep. this many times. There's that side of it. And to just stay current and relevant, of course, there's that, but again, doing what I love, it doesn't feel there's no pressure, you know, it's yeah. just, um, sort of giving it to you in a different way. So it's almost like, I don't like Brussels sprouts necessarily. However, you can make Brussels sprouts 17 different ways and I will like them maybe five of the ways as a, you know, so it's just yeah. basically, you know, you giving you the same thing I would say to you or speak to you in a styling session, just a different format. So it's a picture or it's a blog post and yeah. it's basically just giving you what I know and what, you know, I feel that I'm the expert in you know, in a different, different format. Such a great attitude to have that. That's just like, it's a tool and it's, you know, you love it. So, um, Tina, I definitely want to have you back on because we have to talk about color theory and all this other great stuff. Um, <laughs> before we go, last question, do you think that you are a little basic? Yes, yes. definitely. <laughs> I do I love that. I guess it depends on what you think basic is. So I'll just share with you basic to me is, um, being somewhat conservative and somewhat for me mm -hmm. and somewhat, um, simple, all of that, meaning the best possible way, yeah. um, you know, sticking to what works for me in the fashion industry, but I also do that in everyday life. I like routine. I'm organized. I think that's basic. Yeah. And again, in a good way, I think that, you know, being really clean and clear and sort of a straight shooter, that's me and my business and my personal life. So yeah, I think I'm basic, but I, I like it. I think it works. <laughs> uh, well, this podcast, obviously we love that answer. So I love it. Uh, Tina, please plug it in and tell everybody where they can find you, where they can follow you, where they can do all the good stuff. Sure. So social media, I'm wardrobe envy on Instagram. It's wardrobe underscore envy, E N V Y Facebook, Twitter. It's just wardrobe envy. And the blog is wardrobe envy. And then the radio show is WGCH 1490. And I think the best possible way to listen to it is streaming it on WGCH.com and it's fashion Friday with Tina. Yes. And we'll keep an eye out for your podcast. Um, yes. Thank you so, so much for joining me. This was so fun to chat and we'll definitely have to do some more of this as well. Thank you, Danielle. It was great talking to you.
All right, everybody, that was my basic conversation with Tina. Make sure you give her a follow. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Back to Basic Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, do all the fun things. Let me know who you want me to get back to basic with, what you want me to get back to basic about. Let me know if you have any tips for not overthinking posting this episode. And I will see you next week because on Wednesdays, we podcast.